The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 114. Uh, it's, a, it's a great passage known by, as most many commentators will call it. It's the Psalm of Exodus, and it's referencing back to the time that, G, that God freed Israel from Exodus, brought them out of, or brought from Egypt through the Exodus, the book of Exodus, brought them out, and all the things that happened. Really what it is, it's actually focusing on the great power of God. And so what we're, I, I kind of want to get us to, in the mindset that we look at this, we look at the great power of God, and there's some great things we need. The power of God is just, it is His power, but it is available to us in our circumstances and the things that God's asked us to do. So I'm going to take a second, let's walk through what this um, chapter looks at in the aspect of the power of God, and then we'll take a minute and finish by talking about what that means to us on a daily basis. Psalm 114, the Bible says, When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of a strange language. This is when Israel came out after the ten plagues, they came out of Egypt, and they were heading back to the promised land. Verse number two, Judah was his sanctuary, God's sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. Verse number three, the sea saw and fled. Jordan was driven back. Now that's talking about the Red Sea, and it fled. It split to let the Israel through. Jordan River later did the same thing. So we see it again in verse 4. The mountains skip like rams, and the little hills like lambs. What aileth thee, O sea, that thou fleest? Thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back. Ye mountains, that you skip like rams, and your little hills like rams. And so, now understand something very important in this chapter. Many times you'll see in the Old Testament, you'll see uh, the idea of poetry, and that's exactly what's happening here, is this is a poetical chapter um, talking about using imagery and using nature and, and kind of taking the aspect of the Red Sea moving and, and some of the natural physical things that happened while they were walking through the wilderness and the mountains uh, for those 40 years. And he describes, he's kind of like he's putting some animation to these things, asking why these natural things would do that. And so there's a great beauty in the poetry here. And so he uses this and he asks this question of nature. Obviously, nature itself cannot answer but he's using this poetry to ask a rhetorical question that he's getting to. So he asked the question in verse 7, Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. So what we see here is he's talking about trembling at the presence, really the presence and the power of God, the God of Jacob. This is the God that came through, and as Israel was, and by the way, a lot of this time, a lot of the natural disasters of things you saw were during the 40 years they walked in the wilderness where God was to an extent saying, because of your lack of faith, you can't go into Jericho yet, you're, you're gonna have to wander the wilderness. And frankly, I, and if I remember the details correctly, you have Joshua and Caleb are the only two that lived through the 40 years to be able to come back to this time when they did cross the Jordan River and won the Battle of Jericho. And so he's kind of eliminating the old group and bringing in the new group that would follow him one day into this battle. But you see the great power of God taking place here. So we look at this and we say that obviously what you see is the true nature of God, the power of God, even in the presence of God. And so 
Well, many times in the Bible, we hear him talking about the living in the fear of God. Now, please understand, we don't live in the fear of God in the aspect of a fear that he may do something evil or bad to us. As Christians, we, we fear in the aspect of desiring to, to follow him in direction and to, and to recognize that he's got the best plan for us, and we want to honor him. We want, we want to please him. Uh, we, we can't, by the way, we can't change his view of us. He loves us unconditionally no matter what. He cannot love me more because I do more. That doesn't change. Having said that, he does tells us in Ephesians, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. So we can grieve him. We can and grieve him in he, the power he has over us or the direction he wants to give to us. We can grieve him in taking decisions that are hurtful to us and it grieves his Holy Spirit. So we, we want to please him. We want to honor him. We want to obey him. And, and, and so fear leads that way in the desire to do right. But when we see this aspect of fear, in this power. What, what do we see? Well, there's an interesting section. We look at everything going on in our world today. Uh, there is just mountains of fear. Everybody wants us to be afraid of everything. I've been reading up on uh, the new uh, the Omicron variant and all this, and, and I, I'm, there's so little information, but what's intriguing to me is one guy talks about how nothing's going to defend against us. The next guy says, honestly, there's very little physical effects to it. It's not even as bad as Delta. And they may be wrong too. I, I, we really have no idea what it's going to do. But you know, I think what I see a lot of, the media runs this, politicians run this, and everybody runs this, fear. Why? Because there's power in fear. If I can scare you to really believe something, then you will do anything I want you to do. So I have control. Then I can sell you anything I want to sell you, and I can make you stop doing anything I make you want to do. I have this power over you, including as Christians, our, our, the fear comes from the world, and therefore we look back to the world for answers, which is not where we're supposed to be. When fear comes in, I'm not saying these things cannot bring a level of fear with it, but I, I, I have that fear, which is an emotion God gave me, but I must filter it through Jesus. I must filter it that he's in control, and I must allow him to work it. He's in control. He's going to do what he's going to do, and I must learn to put my trust in him. And I do that, and that, that's, that's not just in, in the pandemic. This can happen when you're family, and there's things in your family that you say, what's going on? And it can be fearful. You pray. Finances, work. So many things are fluid today. In, in the world, there's such minimal true foundation. We used to, for years, say, I have such confidence in this job or such confidence in my career, or such confidence in this. And the last three years have shaken all of that. Really, the last two, but two to three years have shaken all of that. Our foundation, as we mentioned Sunday, our roots need to be founded in Jesus Christ. So we come back and we see that when I put my roots in God, there is a power in that because of the power. Even nature feared God, we see here. The Red Sea, the Jordan River, they obeyed him. The mountains obeyed him. Everything in nature obeyed God. The absolute awesome power of Almighty Jehovah. That's who, that's who we follow. That's who we serve. And so why is that power important? Because, you know, we talk about the world and all of the struggles that can come from the world, but then what did Jesus say? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We recognize that Satan is powerful and he can do some powerful things, but he says, yes, Satan is powerful, but then he says, greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. So we look at those things and we say, I put my trust in God because he is powerful, but there's a personal nature. His power is offered to me in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and ye shall receive power after this the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now that passage talks about ye shall be witnesses, but throughout Scripture, through the Holy Spirit living inside of me, I now have his power. I don't gain personal power because I know the Holy Spirit. I gain supernatural power from the Holy Spirit. He's the one that does the work. So he equips me to be what he needs for me to be in the time that he needs me to be in.
I won't have the, if, if that comes, if I have something tomorrow that comes and I need his power for it, I won't know about it today because I don't need it today. I won't need it till tomorrow. The Bible says sufficient to the days the evil thereof. God gives me what I need for today and then tomorrow he will quit me with the grace for tomorrow. That's why it's not, I'm, I can't be overly consumed with tomorrow. It's easy to be, but I can't be consumed with it because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. My responsibility is my trust in the God who does know what's going to happen tomorrow. Let him guide my steps and put my trust in him. He's powerful enough to walk the children of Israel through the wilderness and, and to show his great power. He's powerful enough to deal with whatever it is that's in front of you. So while those things are real and can bring levels of apprehension, may we work everything in our, in our, in our, our ability to keep our eyes on Jesus and focus on him and recognize that he's sovereign, he's in control, and he's powerful, and he will do what is best for us and what brings him the most glory. I want to thank you for joining us again on this Tuesday morning. I do want to mention this. We've already had a couple sent our way. If, if you have any questions about Scripture, any questions about uh, Christians' view to politics today, about um, any question. Any, I've been sending a few, and I love these questions. If you say, would you deal with this topic or talk about this topic, um, I can continue through books of the Bible. I do enjoy that. Uh, but I, I just well, I thought, maybe you're not even part of our church, and you're still interested in maybe having a question answered, at least from our perspective. Um, go to our website, bensalembaptist.org, at the bottom of each page of the contact form. Please fill that out with the question, and uh, I'm already uh, setting them aside, and I'm going to study them, get them ready, so when we get a little closer to probably the beginning of the year, we're going to answer these questions, and love the opportunity to be able to study through these things. And uh, so if you have something you'd like us to look into or answer, we'd love to take time to be able to do that. And uh, so you, if you know me personally, you want me to mention something, uh, send me a text. I'll make a point to keep the questions anonymous, or at least the people asking the questions. I won't say, hey, this came from so-and-so. I'll just do my best to cover the topic or the question. Again, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate the t opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of the day. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.